Hi there and welcome to the latest edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast. The independent Rangers podcast is brought to you by fans for fans and where the content is absolutely free. It is a preview episode of the Jersnet Podcast today. We're looking at tomorrow's game against St. Johnson at Ibrox. I'm your host uh, today, uh, Colin Armstrong. We're coming a wee bit earlier than normal because of various people's uh, commitments and what they can and cannot do. Uh, so we're coming a wee bit earlier tonight uh, at half five when it is absolutely roasting. I have to say I am sitting here sweating buckets, but hey ho. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, as I say every week, it's not just a pod that we, we, we bring to you here in Jersey. We've also got the, the, the website, obviously. There's the forums on the website, articles. Uh, there's a history archive, all that kind of stuff. So get yourself on that. Uh, we would always ask you to promote the pod as well and subscribe to the YouTube channel, obviously. Uh, before I, I, I go on, I'll need to bring in one of our uh, partners here uh, at Jersey, which is Zenith Coins. Uh, they produce the official Rangers Club coin. Uh, each gold-plated coin has a unique serial number engraved on the outer rim and comes complete with a Rangers presentation box uh, and a certificate of authenticity. There are a rate of famous supporters who own one of these collections, including Alan Coy, Terry Johnson, Marvin Andrews, uh, Tom Stoltman and Gordon Ramsay. Uh, Zenith have also produced the 150th anniversary collection, which is a limited edition set. There's only 1,872 of these worldwide. They've been released in small batches and they encompass five iconic milestones uh, in the club's history including the Founding Fathers, Ibrook Stadium, uh, the Cup Winners Cup winning 72, nine in a row and 55 league titles. As you can tell, I am sweating buckets here. I'm running out of breath. <laughs> uh, more information is available at www.zenithcoins.com. Uh, and so now to bring in my guest, uh, who I've not spoken to for a while, actually. I don't think I've spoken to you since the the eve of Seville when we went for a couple of pints in Glasgow that night. Uh, Sean McCallum, how are you, sir? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad, thanks. It's uh, it's a lovely day through in through in Glasgow as well. So you certainly shouldn't. I've come inside. <laughs> I've had to come inside. I don't think the neighbours would appreciate this too much. So I've come inside, and uh, it's uh, it's still like you'd rather this than you know. Yeah, I know. What, what I we'll know. be doing it in most most Sunday nights or Friday nights from now on. But uh, aye, it's yeah. uh, we're not built for this. No, uh, we're not designed no. for this. I don't think this no, is not this no. is not weather we're designed for. No, and certainly like when you're abroad and all that, because people will say, well, it's okay when you're abroad. It's okay when you're abroad because they're used to it and they've got things like, you know, air conditioning and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, houses that are, don't have walls that are that yeah, thick yeah, with exactly. insulation. I, I feel like I'm sitting in a greenhouse at the moment. It's, it's literally getting worse by the second. But hey-ho, we'll, we'll struggle on through, well, I suppose. The things we do for people. I know, I know. So unappreciated, Tejo. You know what I mean? So unappreciated. Uh, before... Uh, Again about it, uh, did you enjoy last night, Dungeon United's uh, escapades? I mean, it's funny. There was a, a, that's, I funny. A guy. That is, that's the main thing, it's fucking funny. <laughs> there was a guy on Twitter earlier. Is his um, name Jim Spence? Because he's been even funnier. Yeah, uh, no, he's been good. Um, I was saying to, <laughs> to Ian Duff of this parish earlier, I mean, I, I actually thought that, that Jim Spence account was a parody. I no, genuinely no, thought it was a parody, and then I realised no. that actually is him. And yeah. he is the most provincial parochial man in the entire world. It's astonishing. Uh, but there was a guy on Twitter, and I wish I could remember who it was, because he would give him credit. And he said, uh, he said, I've named my, my wife Dundee United, because she kicks off every 10 minutes. <laughs> I've never heard before. I thought it was a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> aside, you know, aside from the comedy, it's disgraceful, you know. I mean, absolutely disgraceful to lose seven nothing. You know, AZ Altmar will be a decent team. 
you know, no disgrace losing three nothing. You know, maybe four where you're pushing to try and get a goal back or something. Seven nothing is an absolute doom. There were five and a half time. It was an all five goals in fifteen minutes or something. Something like that. mentally, yeah. that. you know, yeah. it, it, fair enough. It was Real Madrid or something, but yeah, I don't know. Said, and, and at some point, and you know, and I don't know. I know we're not going to talk about it tonight, but I suppose we're going to talk about it on Sunday at some point in the near future. There's this talk of this new TV deal, which actually, when you yeah. look at it, you realise is a worse deal than the one they have already got, and and you realise just how. A, how far most of Scottish football has now fallen, where, you know, that 7 nothing. that was the scores that team from Malta used to get, yeah, you know, uh, not teams from Scotland. And and, and uh, 7 nothing. Motherwell's defeat to Sligo Rovers, you know, Irish football has improved. Most of the teams in the Irish league are now um, full-time. They've gone to summer football, so they're in the middle of the season. I get all that. But Motherwell should still be beating Sligo Rovers. Yeah. You know, over two legs, Motherwell should be beating Sligo Rovers. Um, and, and it shows you two things. A, how far Scottish football has fallen, and at some point somebody has to arrest that and decide to make changes to improve it. And B, just what we achieved last season. You know, yeah. you know, when you look at how how badly all the other teams are doing in in Europe and European competition, you realise just what we achieved last season. I mean, we all knew it was historic, but 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 you know, in '72, Scottish teams were doing very well in, in European football. You know. Um, yeah. And, you know, even in the 80s, Scottish teams were reaching finals, were winning, were winning tournaments. But these days, these days we can't even qualify for the third tournament and we get humiliated. And, um, you know, credit to, credit to that team and credit to those players for doing that. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't watch the game last night. It was my daughter's birthday, so we were having a barbecue. My mate was texting me and it was literally the phone was going every like five minutes, you know, doing a hunt, doing a hunt, phone a hunt, five. I was just pissing myself laughing. But the best thing about this, I think, is... You know, Rangers been so good in Europe, you know, not just last year, over the last sort of four or five years, you know, we've, we've been really consistent in Europe and we've really done so well that the coefficient is really high. We've exposed, you know, a couple of clubs who voted no to Newco to a, a couple of absolute ridings in Europe, you know what I mean? So I was like, I'm all, I'm all up for that. <laughs> Still, I, I saw a thing earlier, I didn't realize they'd done this, they brought out a, a print, didn't they? they brought out a print of the, yeah, the, team, the team from last week, <laughs> you know. They beat they beat, they beat, a, they beat a kind of you know mid table <laughs> Dutch team in the home leg and yeah. they brought out a print for it. So I think well that's um, it's probably not going to sell a lot. I don't think. Um, no, no, anyway, definitely no, not. I, I wouldn't sold a lot anyway, but certainly yeah. not now. I, there was I also like there was a lassie she was on tour the other day, and it was some t shirt. It was like United on tour. You know what I mean? I was like, Are you sure? <laughs> Normally a tour involves more than one trip. You know what I mean? <laughs> But anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on to our own uh, sort of European adventures this week. Nice you segue, know, Colin. Nice segue. I know. You like you've that? you've that been was, doing was, this. That was almost semi-professional, John. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> the USG game, uh, I, I wasn't there. Uh, my son had another game, so he's, he's sort of been playing a lot of games recently that I've, I've had to attend, so I, I couldn't make the game... I might not bet the game tomorrow for the same reason. We're waiting on word as to whether he's in the squad or not. So, uh, yeah, history sort of defining moment. You know, Rangers never overturned a, a 2-0 first leg deficit before. I, I would say not a perfect performance, but a, a definitely a far superior one to the, to the one that we were was inflicted upon us the, the previous week. Great result and recovery, you know, and it's all, it's all to play for now against PSG, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's all about the result because I agree with you. I didn't think the performance. Well, let's. 
you, you don't have to be too critical, but it certainly wasn't of the level that we saw last season in Europe. No. Um, certainly not the second half of last season in Europe. Um, so we haven't reached those heights yet. Um, you know, I, I think everybody agreed in the first leg that we were really poor. And so it was actually hard to gauge how good a team they were. Um, you know, I think a few, I spoke to a few people who said, you know, oh, they're maybe a better team than people thought. And then I spoke to a few other people who said, no, nah, we just made them look good. I, I think you saw in that game that, yes, we did make them look good the time before. Um, I also think, you know, I'm taking anything away from them, but we got lucky. You know, we got the breaks. Um, the third goal, what was the goalie doing? You know, it was, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, you know, the first goal, you know, the guy had been watching Anton Rogan videos clearly before coming to Ibrox. I mean, that was just a bizarre thing to do. Um, so I think we got some, we got some breaks, but, you know, we deserved to win. You know, we were, we were the better team. Um, we controlled the match. It was a very different performance from uh, the week before. Um, still, as I said, a wee bit or a long way short of what we know we can do. You know, nothing close to some of the, the performances we put in last season. Um, and uh, I think, personally speaking, I think a wee bit short of where we'll need to be to be PSV. Um, but what I'm hoping um, is that we'll, um, you know, we'll continue progressing as we play more games. Um, you know, that's what our, our third competitive match. You know, we should be hitting something close to form, you know, in our fourth and fifth game. Um, yeah. You know, so these games should be coming at the right time. Um, I also think it was funny looking at the team. You realise actually, there's been there has been some changes, hasn't there? Um, you know, there's a lot of new players in that team. Well, not a lot, but some new players in that team. Um, so I suppose that does take a wee bit of time to for folk to, to kind of gel and just understand where things are. But I, I'm being critical, and I'm maybe being a bit overcritical because it was a fantastic result. I'll be honest, not a result I was necessarily expecting. Yeah, I didn't expect that either yeah, as well. I, I yeah, did yeah. think it might just be a bit too far for us. Um, and uh, and it, when it wasn't, and that's fantastic. Um, and let's see let's see what happens next. So, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, a great result, uh, um, a result that um, I didn't see coming, but one that I think um, we can all enjoy. Yeah, I mean, as you say, we got the break, start with the penalty. Uh, good to see Cholak getting another goal. I thought, you know, it's, he's, for someone that's getting so much criticism, you know, he's scoring. He's, he's scoring well, pretty much every game. Uh, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really understand the criticism. Do you? No, neither. I don't get it at all. Yeah, I mean, if I, he's not. He's not Ellis. He's a different type of player. You know, obviously, he's not Ellis. Um, you look at his career. You know, he's not been a guy who's who's played at a you know a fantastically high level before coming here. But you know, he's come as our third choice striker. Um, and he's come in and he's doing a job and at least he is a striker you know we're not having to play mm. a, a midfielder or a wide player out of position at least he is a striker um, I yeah. think he's a penalty box striker I think that's the problem well, I think uh, we weren't delivering the service that I think we've maybe become so used to Morelos being able to drop deep and drag yeah. players out of position and stuff like that but we're just no used to a, an actual poacher yeah, someone yeah. who wants the ball in the box give me the ball in the box and I'll score yeah I mean that's what I liked about his goal you know yeah. that's just that's a striker that's a striker being in the right place at the right time you know following up you know and just being there and, and you know every goal counts whether you hit it from 30 yards or or, or knock it in from two they, they all count the same yeah um, and and you know you that, that's maybe something that's been missing from our game as a as a forward in there so yeah I'm a wee bit puzzled at the criticism he's taken as well uh, I don't really feel it's been it's been justified. It's far too early to judge the guy, you know. And I say this as a man who who thought Mark Haley was an absolute coup for six months. Um, he was, though. You know, what I mean, and his comments <laughs> were a bit unnecessary as well. By the way, he didn't need to get involved. Did he? He's sort of 
the comments that he made. I didn't. I missed them. I missed them. But you know, you learn your lesson. Yeah, well, <laughs> with some guys, you know, went through the same thing get a bit longer. Right. You know what I mean? He 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 must have of, of all the previous strikers at Ivers, he must realise that slow starts can happen. You know what yeah. I mean? A hundred percent. And um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. So uh, let's see. You know, I will see. I mean, I expect once Morales is fit that Kolak probably won't be. You know, starting games. Um, I suppose it depends on the opposition and the, and the tactics. But I wouldn't expect him to be. I think once Morelos is fit, Morelos will be our first choice centre forward. I think if Roof ever gets fit, I think he's our second choice centre forward. Um, so let's see. Let's see how he does. If he's if he's in the team and he's scoring goals, it makes it hard to drop. Uh, another wee McLaughlin moment. I, I don't want to, you know, pile pressure on the guy, but uh, you know, it, 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 a really short. Past the Sands, it nearly got Sands into a bit of bother. I think it was looking like at one point the ref was considering sending him off. Bizarrely, it was a, it was a strange one. I think the, the linesman sort of sorted that out. But that's a couple of wee moments now, and that, that's an area he's game, John McLaughlin. That he's, you know, people say that he's stronger than McGregor with the ball at his feet and stuff like that. And that's a couple of mistakes now. You know, with, with pass backs, it's put a bit of pressure on uh, the defence and stuff like that. So, you know, again, no one to heat the pressure on him and, and, and be too critical, but. Something he needs to sort out, obviously. Yeah, McLaughlin wasn't brought up playing that type of football. You know, this is something that's evolved over the last kind of ten years, um, and uh, him and McGregor, and I think most goalkeepers are are having to adapt to this. Suddenly playing as a, you know, they're almost having to play as Alan Hansen role. You know, stroking the ball around their own box, and and um, yeah. Managers will be watching that. Players will be watching that and realizing, right, close yeah. them down, close them down. Um, you know, force them into an error. Um, Gerard before and Van Bronckers clearly feel that's how you play football now, and and you know you keep doing it. You know, don't just punt it. Um, <laughs> McLaughlin's a funny one because I think a lot of us, a lot of Rangers supporters, wanted McLaughlin in last season because McGregor is is weak at crosses. You know, and we and teams had realised this, and there was and there was a number of occasions I think we all agree where McGregor, um, you know, should have been stronger, commanding certainly a six-yard box, um, when he didn't, but he stayed in his line, and and, and McLaughlin's better at that. You know, I think McLaughlin does come for crosses. Um, I think McLaughlin is is a, is a better keeper from that way. I don't think he's as good a shot stopper as no. McGregor, and. You know, he's and I, I, don't, I don't think he's got that wonder save in him either. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so either. Um, if he did, he wouldn't have been in a reserve team, he would have been in the team before yeah. he got in. Um, but one thing Rangers do have, and they've had this for a while, is the ability to turn good goalkeepers into great goalkeepers. You know, there, there is a, a I don't know if it's a, if it's a goalkeeping culture that's at the club, if it's something that um just comes from, from growing into that jersey, but you know, we've we have. Taken some some good goalkeepers and made them great goalkeepers over mm-hmm. the years, um, and I'm hoping that's what's going to happen with with McGregor. I'm hoping that he can. Sorry, with McGregor, well, I'm hoping that he yeah, can yeah. he can grow into that jersey. Um, you know, he's not actually played. He's been at the club a long time, but he's not played that many first team games. Um, you know, I think if he can get a run of um, you know half a dozen, ten games, that's when you judge him. It, it was a, it was a concern, and you can guarantee the PSV Eindhoven, um, far less than St Johnston. Centre forwards have seen that and know, right, you know, put the pressure on. Um, we just got to deal with it. We just got to yeah. deal with it. I certainly wouldn't be dropping him. You know, I still think he deserves he, he deserves his place in the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think given, you know, the amount of points that McGregor shipped last season, I, I, I do actually think 
we're in new goalkeeper territory at this moment. You know, it's maybe the case that I just wonder if we're looking at a keeper further on down the line, if you know what I mean. They've looked at various positions this season and thought, right, we're happy with that. Can't afford a new goalkeeper at the moment. We'll look at that next year. Yeah. Unless unless McLaughlin goes on to have a, a great season, obviously. But uh, my concern is he's with McLaughlin. I think he's a really good keeper. I agree with everything you say, and especially you know he's he's good at commanding his box, which McGregor obviously isn't. Uh, but he just doesn't have that great saving him, if you know what I mean. And that's that's what worries me a wee bit about him. But but time will tell. Anyway, on to Tuesday night, John PSV. I mean, we've got a great record against them. You know, there was that famous victory over in Eindhoven and. 78, I think it was. Bobby, um, Russell. Bobby Russell scored, yeah. yeah. I, I, actually, I actually interviewed Bobby Russell once about that. Uh, and, uh, I played football with Bobby Russell once. Yeah, there you go. Aye, he's, uh, you know, he's in Rangers history alone for that moment. There was that great night at Ibrox, uh, 4-1. You know, we absolutely yeah. punked on Michael Moles. I could be at Ibrox that night, convinced we were winning the Champions League. It was such a good performance. Uh, I think they put us out of the UEFA Cup about 10 years ago. Uh, it was nothing each over there and in the, in the, in the beat is at Ibrox but I, I mean overall we do have a good record against them so it's probably tossing a coin stuff but it's, it's it's there for the team yeah I mean I think both teams both clubs would get into this thinking you know we can win this um, it's interesting from our perspective Colin because we are going to be at home for the first game um, so you know slight change of, of dynamic in the tie because of that our away form has been poor and I think we need to fix that um, I wouldn't like to be you know I wouldn't like to be going over there needing to get a result you know uh, and I can't see us beating them 3-0 at Ibrox in the first leg but but who knows it's a step up it's a step up from um, from the Belgians uh, you know I think the Dutch league is a step up um, you know PSV you know have some decent players the boys at the Veerman that we were linked with um, who everybody seems to say is, is, is pretty decent. There's another lad that Man United are trying to sign. Um, you know, so, you know, Dutch football, there's always two or three guys in every team, it seems, that are moving on to, to better things, that uh, great things are expected of. But, you know, they won't fancy playing us. Um, so uh, it'd be interesting. Um, you know, I'm pleased it's PSV, to be honest. I, I wouldn't have fancied Monaco. I think Monaco would have been a harder tie for us, strangely enough. Um, I'm, I'm pleased it's the Dutch. Um, you know, if we play to our strengths and we play as well as we know we can, we can win this tie. But yeah. you know, if we if the team that turned up in Belgium turns up, we won't. You know, we won't. Th- th- yeah. this is a strong team. PSV are a decent side. Uh, they're well organised. They got some nice players. Um, they play at a fairly decent level every week. Um, they'll 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 not be easy. I I kind of hope that the fact that we've got Dutch. So many Dutch guys in the coaching staff, um, you know, there's maybe just that added little bit of spice, um, you know, that they're they're quite keen to to get the the team. I mean, they're obviously going to be keen to qualify anyway. But the fact that they're going there back to Hall and they'll be judged by the Dutch media, there'll be, be a lot of interest, I suspect, because of that. Um, you know, that might add a little little something to the tie as well. So so let's see, let's see. I'm you know I'm hopeful. I wouldn't say I'm confident, but I'm hopeful. Yeah, it's interesting that Van Asseroy and Gio both played in that that ninety nine game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's as I, I remember that game well. It's one it's one of my favourite nights. I so it was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to it. And it's another uh, you know we always like to take the box. Me and my son, you know, I've, I've obviously seen PSV, but he's not. So it's like he's seen Feyenoord, 
So with PSV, so we've only got Ajax to go really, you know what I mean, they're the top three. So it's always good to get those wee things out the road Hopefully as well. get them in the group stages. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, I'll, I'm all for that. Uh, right, before we go on to talk about tomorrow's game, John, I'll mention Football Prizes, another one of our partners here. Uh, they're offering you a chance to win a Borna Barish signed, framed shirt. Uh, £3.95 per ticket. There's 199 tickets available uh, and the competition ends uh, on Wednesday the 17th of August, which if I'm doing my maths right, is Wednesday coming. Uh, if you want to find out more about that, get yourself on to www.footballcrises.co.uk. Right, so join on to tomorrow, uh, match day three of the Cinch Premier League, 3pm uh, kickoff at Ibrox. As I said earlier on, I don't know if I'm going to be there yet. We're finding out if my son's playing or not. Uh, he's playing tonight, but he's been getting an odd for a, for the first team recently. So, and it's always last minute. So I don't know what game I'm going to tomorrow. I'll either be at Ibrox or Newton Grange start tomorrow. There you go. That's that's just that's just my life these days. The choices we face. The choices life. of life. I know. I know it's shocking. <laughs> Uh, so odds for tomorrow: Rangers are two eleven. St Johnson twenty to one. The draw eleven to two. Johnson, they're sitting in sixth place, two games in, they've won one, lost one, uh, beat Motherwell last week. You know, they really struggled last season, you know, they, they avoided relegation by the skin of their teeth. Uh, it seems to me that year on year they lose key players and that seems to be a problem. They lose really important players and then don't replace them and that, that seems to have affected them. So I think you'll, you'll I mean, even when St. Johnson were, were, were flying high uh, under Callum Davidson, you know, you would always expect them to come and do this sort of low block, sit in, frustrate, all that kind of thing. Given where they are over the last year or so, I think it's a certainty they're coming to do that again tomorrow. A hundred percent. It'll be a dogged, backs to the wall. You know, it won't be pretty. Um, uh, like, the, there's, you know, there are there are aspects of St. Johnston that... that um, you have to admire a small club, small budget. You know they, yeah. they they probably do punch above their weight, well run. Um, but aye, they're not pretty. You know it's not pretty football. Certainly not against us. It's not pretty football. They're, they're, you know they're not they're not great to watch. Um, last season's it would be interesting to see what comes because last season they did really badly. The season before they did really well. You know they won two cups. They mm-hmm. had a great season. Um, I, I, and you know you have to say. Okay, maybe the truth is they're somewhere between the two. Um, you know, not as bad as last season, not as good as the season before. Um, I mean, a, a lot of tipped them to go down this season. Joe. Well, I think a lot of tipped them down because of of what happened the season before. Yeah. Um, the funny thing, the season before, and that they lost a couple of key players at the start of the season. Uh, they sold a couple of key players at the start of the season. They didn't replace them. They didn't replace them properly. Um, and they then had two or three again key players who were coming to the end of their contracts. Um, you know, who, who were in the final year of their contracts last season, and I, I think that does. I think that does make a difference to a dressing room, and I think it make, you know, even if it's subliminal, I think it does affect uh, a player. You know, coming to the end of the end of their contract, particularly maybe at that level. Um, you know, I, I'm just not convinced they're they're putting everything into every game at that level. So it's it's quite a new team they've got. They've got a new few new fleeces. People, um, some of you are familiar with the guy Considine from Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a he's a, a SPL journeyman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he knows the league. You know, he'll know the tricks. You know, he's an experienced centre half. And then they've got a young boy from Millwall, apparently, um, on loan. Uh, he played over 30 games in League Two last season. 
on loan. Um, he's moved to St Johnson this season on loan for the season. Uh, you know, he's meant to be half decent, six foot three. Uh, you know, a boy who who defends first. I think is how I've seen him described. Um, you know, but I suspect him and Considine together might not be the worst par- partnership. You know, experienced guy and, and and a young guy that might not be too bad. You get Jamie Murphy on their side as well now. Jamie Murphy joined them. I don't know what Jamie Murphy's got left. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, he was never the same player after that that injury he had when he was with us. Um, he started well at Hibs, and then it, it seemed to kind of Hibs were, were pretty chaotic, but um, it seemed to kind of fall away. Let's see what, what he does at, uh, at St Johnston. But you know, Jamie Murphy was a decent player. Stevie May's still there, so you know they've they've, they've got players. They signed a boy. They signed an international this week from. He was a boy who'd been at Chelsea. Uh, he'd been he'd come through the Chelsea ranks, and I don't think he, I don't think he ever got to a point where he was troubling the the the, the, the first team squad. But he came through mm-hmm. at Chelsea. Had Trinidad uh, international. Um, they signed him this week, and I can't remember the boy's name. Um, so they've signed him. So they've got some new players. So start of the season, like you say, I expect they're coming to coming to try and get a point, coming to frustrate, uh, make life difficult for us. I tell you who they signed in the summer. This is going to make you feel old, Colin. Right? I mean, even uh, though you again, <laughs> I was going to say, even though you are visibly losing weight in front of us, like like you're like broadcasting from a sauna. Um, this is going to make you feel old. They signed Bobby Daly in the summer, who is the son of Christian Daly. You are kidding me? No, well, you know something. I've, I've already, I've already had this with with Nicky Clark. Right? I used, to, I used to call Nicky Nicky Clark. Nicky Sandy son Clark, of Sandy. Yeah. Aye, I used to, that's what I used to call him, Nicky But son to be Sandy. fair, Sandy you know, Clark was playing, you know, in the 80s. Yeah. Christian aye. Daly. Christian Daly was playing. He's playing for us if it's years ago. What I was going to say. Aye, Christian Daly feels like he was playing fairly recently um, and at a decent <laughs> level. Well, Christian <laughs> oh, Daly's son dear. signed for St. Johnston. They're 18 years old, signed for St. Johnston in the summer. I don't know if he's if he's close to the first team or whatever, but yeah. uh, I have to say when I read that, I did think, oh, jeez, that's grim. I feel old every day, uh, John, and you've just you've just added to that. Well, uh, you know, that's 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 my Friday night job, John. I've um, I've depressed you further. <laughs> um, so it's funny I, you, you know, say that feeling old thing because my mate got in touch with me the other day because you know Ben's son is fighting Eubank's son. They've announced oh, really? that. Aye, so my mate's in Nigel Ben's son. Aye, so Nigel Ben's son is. is Fighting Chris Chris Eubank's son. My mates, oh well, that'll be some fight. And I was like, I've still got the ticket. I was I was at the original. Like really? Nigel Nigel Ben, I was at the I was at the the, the rematch at Old Trafford. Okay. Uh, so I've, and I've still got the ticket. And uh, so he's like, Oh, Ben against Eubank, what a fight that'll be. And I've like been there, mate, done that thirty odd year ago. <laughs> <laughs> been there, done that, wore the t shirt, oh, interesting. So again, another moment. It does. It just feels like every day. I get reminded how old I'm getting. It's uh, there you go, Benny. I didn't know that. Well, anyway, Bobby Daly. I don't know who he's fighting. Hopefully, nobody. Um, <laughs> he's in. He's in. He's in St Johnston. Aye, I've forgotten even what we're talking about now. They. It will be. I'm expecting nothing but a defensive, um, very defensive um, formation. They'll try and steal something from set pieces. Um, you know, try and hit us in the break. It's going to be down to us. This is it's going to be attack against defence. If we can get an early goal, they might need to open up. And we'll see. Although I don't even think they will. I think we'll still sit until ten minutes to go. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the time it's the second goal that forces teams to start coming out. out. Yeah. 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 Um, So it'll be a game where our ball players are expected to to open them up. It's a game we're going to miss a rebo. 
this would be the kind of game where we miss a because you know this was the kind of game he could do something in. Um, mm. So I think we'll miss him in this game. So it'll be interesting to see if if uh, if the guys have come in Lawrence, um, you know, springs to mind. Kent needs to find a bit of form. Um, yeah. Obviously, been injured. Uh, he needs to find a bit of form. I don't expect Morelos to start, um, but I, no. I expect he'll get a run at some point. Particularly if we're struggling, um, I expect he'll get a run at some point. Um, you know, maybe Matondo. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I haven't quite got the pronunciation of that 100%. Um, you know, so be interesting to see. Be interesting to see if he puts it at fullback if he's, um, if the uh, young Turkish lad comes in or if he's going to stick with Barisic. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure how that's going to go. I was, I was actually surprised, um, that, uh, he started him last weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Played him last weekend. I was a bit surprised at that. Um, so, uh, you know, again, we'll just have to see. Um, how that comes about, but it's going to be up to us. It's going to be warm tomorrow in Glasgow. Um, yeah, you know, as uh, warm as it is now, I think it's maybe warmer tomorrow. Oh, yeah, they're talking about it, about it tomorrow being the warmest day um, of this spell. So, I uh, high twenties tomorrow. They're talking about in Glasgow, which is um, wow. you know, just as well we don't have Chris Burke playing for us anymore because uh, he uh, would no, not I'll, make I'll it just, through the day. I just need to try and remember not to wear a grey t-shirt then. So, right. Uh, I on the squad, it's you know, Gio was speaking about it today. We do seem to be in like a decent position, you know, no major sort of injuries uh, or new injuries anyway. I, I, on the on the sort of the back four, I, I've got a wee feeling Ben Davies might start tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think when he when everybody's fit, I'm assuming that he is well second choice centre half. I'm assuming him and, and Golds, him and Goldson are, are who are seen as being the partnership. Um, uh, that, that you can only assume. I mean, Sands. I saw. I went to the West Ham game, and I thought Sands actually played pretty well when he came on. Um, you know, I, I thought he did. You know, I thought he did quite well. Um, Suter uh, had Suter had struggled um, in the first half. I didn't think Suter looked great in that game, but it's only friendly, so it's 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 hard to tell. Suter then I felt had a had a tough game uh, against Livingston. Um, again, you know, nothing terrible, but didn't cover himself in glory. Um, Sands has got his chance. He's done okay, you know, but I don't think he's a long-term centre-half. Um, you know, I don't think that's the, you know, I think he's going to be one of these kind of utility players that, you know, maybe plays a game in midfield, maybe plays a game in defence, depending, you know, where we need somebody. I, I think the feeling that's who Sands is. Um, I don't think he's a long-term centre-half. I think if Davies is fit, I think he'll start. I agree. On Sands, I, I, I find it really interesting that, you know, the, the, the coach for the USA international team has said, you know, if he doesn't get game time, he won't be part of the squad and for, for the World Cup. And that Sands is not looking for a move. You know, that, that suggests to me that the, the, the boy is confident that he's going to get game time. So, you know, where would you see him? Centre-half or... Midfield or utility, just whatever he's needed, he'll, he'll slot I, in there. I, I mean, I don't think he's. It's, this is, and I feel like a, you know, it's a, it's a bit dinosaurish, but I don't think he's tall enough to be a centre half, a full time centre half. Now, I know there are exceptions to that rule. I know, folks, yeah, you know, yeah, there are always exceptions to that rule, but I'm not convinced Sands' future is at centre half. Um, you know, I think he is more likely moving into midfield and, and, and some kind of deep, deep lying midfielder. He's a decent passer of the ball. You know, I mean, I think that's probably the one thing about him that, that's, that struck me. You know, he's a decent passer of the ball. He's a competitive kid. Um, you know, he, he can, um, he can make a pass, but physically, I, I'm not sure he's a centre half. Um, you know, I, I think he's, he is going to be 
yeah, he's a utility player. He's going to be one of these guys that no one's entirely sure his best position. You know, Christian Daly. Um, you know, no one's entirely sure what his best position is, but managers like him because he can play a variety of different roles. He's a good yeah. guy to have in your squad. But, you know, I think if every centre half was fit, I think Davies and Suter are ahead of him and probably Hollander as well. Um, you know, but don't be surprised if, if, if Sands plays, you know, 30 games this season. Just plays 10 in one position, 10 in another position, yeah. you know, another 10. You know, I, I, don't be surprised if that's how, how it works out. He, he certainly seems confident that he's getting game time because, you know, his World Cup place is up for grabs here. And, you know, he, he, as I said, he seems happy to stay at Ibrox. So I think he's confident he's going to get game time. Yeah. Uh, move, moving on to things off the park a wee bit, John. Uh, I was reading this week that the St. Johnson fans, uh, who, you know, they always bring huge numbers to yeah. us. Uh, <laughs> They're boycotting tomorrow because of the you know the huge ticket prices. Now I'm I'm I am not going to for one minute try and defend ticket prices because I'm a, a big advocate of ticket prices being too expensive. I think you know everyone talks about the game down south being ridiculous. I think even up here some of the prices are are, are pretty much ridiculous. I think we're, we're overcharged for for games pretty much every week. So I agree with the sentiment, but it's the hypocrisy that, that I'm going to talk about here because the last away game I went to, me and my son managed to get tickets for Perth uh, just the, the, the season sort of pre-COVID. And we were £30 and that was like two or three seasons ago. You know what I mean? So £60 for myself and my, I think he was like 14 at the time, 13, 14 year old son to get into a football game. Uh, I think they've got a bit of a cheek. I think maybe they need to look at their own club first before they start challenging other clubs. Although, one thing I will say, I think it, it, this kind of thing probably doesn't help the wider fan base in terms of every football club. You know, I think this is probably one issue all supporters should unite on, but they don't. They just pick on certain clubs and say, oh, Rangers are charging this, Celtic are charging that. No one actually sits down and goes, you know what, guys, maybe we should have a sort of unified movement here and discuss seriously and like adults ticket prices so that we're not all being overcharged yeah I mean do I have sympathy for St Johnston fans being overcharged I, I mean what's overcharged are they, are they paying more than you know they paying more than us are they paying more than Rangers fans have to pay again I don't know do you know what they're charged uh, there is, I think it's £30 they're getting charged right. so they're charging the equivalent to it St. Johnson charges Rangers supporters right. when they turn up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And St. Johnson are one of the worst, you know, when it, when it comes to prices for away games. They're horrific. Yeah. I mean, the structure of Scottish football, the finance of Scottish football means clubs make quite a lot of money from the gates. You know, the, the percentage of, of our overall turnover for a lot of Scottish clubs that comes through the gate is significantly higher than it is in most other leagues, where TV money is, yeah. is, the, is the bigger thing. Um, so from that perspective, um, you know, that, that, that's, you know... St. Johnson fans can boycott as many away games as they want. It's a slight bloody difference to, to, um, to what teams do. Um, and their support, and I don't mean this to sound arrogant, but their support's not big enough that anyone's actually going to fairly notice that. Yeah, Let's be quite yeah. frank. St. Johnson don't take a big travel and support anywhere. So, you know, fine. They're making a point. They're, they're, they're saying a thing. You know, fine. Good luck to them. Um, it's the clubs that agree these prices. You know, it's the, you know go and talk to your own directors. Yeah. You know, go and talk to St. Johnson's directors, who I'm assuming are fairly, you know, are, are people in Perth that you can actually make contact with and say, you know what, how about the next the next meeting of all the clubs you sit down and, and, and agree pricing for away fans? Because it's the clubs that set this, you know, and the clubs set minimum pricing. And yeah. Because there have been clubs in the past who've said, oh, I'd quite like to, you know, we'd quite like to do, you know, a five or a game or something. And, and the other clubs have said, no, you can't do that. Because then the pressure's on us to do a five or a game, we don't want to do that. Mm. So... It's fine. And on top of that, 
you know, as a Rangers supporter, you know, folk have folk have, have, have you know, flamed people absolutely yeah. out the you know, yeah. blue pound. And I've never heard any St. Johnson fan ever complain about how much Rangers fans are getting charged for going. So, you know, I, you know, I have sympathy, but it's limited. It's limited. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to join their vigil. Let's say that. Um, <laughs> you know, I can't see me joining the, the fair city casuals or whatever they've called themselves um, and holding hands and singing Kumbaya with them. Um, you know, fine, don't come. Um, uh, that's, you know, that's your choice. Um, you know, Rangers fans have boycotted away games in the past um, to make a statement. Um, you know, to make folk understand that they're unhappy about things. I hope their own club recognises it. I hope their own club does something about it. <laughs> I won't be holding my breath. Um, yeah. you know, one thing Scottish football teams guarantee, uh, all seem to agree on is ignoring supporters. Well, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with what they're saying, but I've got limited sympathy. I mean, I've always got limited sympathy for a support base that includes Stuart Cosgrove, you know. My, my, my sympathy will only stretch so far with, with that tricks involved uh, but yeah it's 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 the hypocrisy you know no as, as you pointed out there no one gives a toss when you know Rangers supporters and that mob across the road to be fair you know are getting absolutely fleeced at away games week in week out no one bothers so yeah I, I agree with them but like you John eh, my sympathy is extremely limited eh, right final point John eh, before we wrap up the you know, Celtic are playing on Sunday, so it's probably the first time of the season where we've got the chance to get the points and you know go ahead. I think they're a goal in front of us at the moment, so they're top of the the table on goal difference. We win tomorrow, we go top, and you know it's always tricky going to come on up, you know, plastic pitch. You know, Celtic have had troubles there in the past, so we just a wee bit of pressure on them, you know. So it's vital to get those three points. Yeah, I mean, one of, I saw this be talked about if um, you know about qualifying for the Champions League that you know if we don't qualify for the Champions League and we end up in the Europa League then we'll be playing Sundays Thursday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be playing Sundays and the chances are they'll be playing Saturdays and and, it, and, and what does that do to the dynamic of the league um, I mean it does two things obviously if we lose on Saturday or drop points on Saturday then it gives them the you know it gives them a lift ahead of their game um, if we win it puts a bit more pressure on them. You're a hundred percent right. Um, so, uh, you know, I think we all expect the league to be to be fairly tight this season again. Um, and as such, winning games, winning against St Johnston at home is essential. You know, you have to win against St Johnston at home. These are not games you can drop points in. Um, you know, there's all, every team has a bad result at some point. They have a Ross County. They have a bad result during the course season. Um, you just can't have too many of them. Uh, and tomorrow yeah. would not be a good day to drop points because, like you say. You know, Celtic will go into to, to the game at, at, at Kilmarnock, you know, hot favourites as they should. Kilmarnock haven't started the season particularly well, but um, you know, it's a horrible pitch. It will be another hot day. Um, you never know. You know, you just never know. Um, uh, thing, but you know, if we don't do the business the day before, it won't count for anything anyway. You know, I mean, yeah. it'll just be seen as an opportunity missed. Um, so it is important, and I think it does give a slight. I think it does give you a slight psychological boost to have done your job, get it out of the way. Um, on top of that, you know, dropping points tomorrow, uh, what does that do for Tuesday? You know, what does that what does that mm. put the frame of mind of the support in? What does that put the frame of mind of the players in? You know, um, you, you don't want that. You know, you want to you want to get a positive result. You know, maintain momentum, um, keep building up that sharpness. Um, because uh, you know, I think we have to be honest. Tuesday game, Tuesday game is probably more important. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So well, no, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously you want to win the league, especially the way the coefficient is at the moment, but in the week coming up, I would argue the PSV game is more important. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so too. Um, but we'd be, we'd be, it won't be a lot of fun in the pod on Sunday night if we if we drop points um, yeah. on, on, um, on against the Johnston. And um, it's just a sticky team. I mean, they're, oh, they're, you know, they're they're they're, they're a sticky team. It won't be a fun game to watch. It will be um, it will be a scrappy affair. I expect unless somebody can do something. Um, you know, be interesting to see if if Tillman starts. You know, obviously, you know, he uh, he got most of the headlines um, on on Tuesday. But aside from his goal. You know, the boy can play. You know, he's only eighteen. You know, he's not yeah. played a lot of football, but you know, he's there's clearly ability there. You know, I, you don't, I guess you don't come through Bayern Munich's academy. You don't get plucked from another continent and brought over if you're a dummy. You know, they obviously saw something. Yeah, yeah. You know, the boy can play. He's got you know, cracking physique on him. A big, big lad. You know, you'll, you'll be a. It's got a good uh, spring on him as well. Absolutely. <laughs> that photograph. Do you see them? You think? I know. Is that, is that even natural? Yeah. Um, you know, it's yeah. absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, so but but you know, I, we've not bought him to win the ball of the year. Um, you know, you've brought yeah. him in for 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 something else. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see him. We haven't seen much of him. Um, so it'd be interesting to see him. See what's there. Um, uh, you know, it, it looks like. I don't know if you did. You see the interview with Lowry? I didn't. No, no. I didn't, An interview. I'll tell I was sort of saying that. Uh, you know, if he was to maybe get pushed down the pecking order a wee bit, you know, it's getting a bit tougher to get in the first team. Aye, aye. I mean, yeah. that, I, I, and basically, that's what he said. He was asked that. He, he scored the winner for the B team the other night. Yeah. And obviously, having come back from injuries, he's, you know, starting to play games again for the B team, um, which he still qualifies to play for. Um, and he scored the winner. He scored the only goal of the match, actually, a free kick. Um, and he was asked about, you know, you know, does he think he can get back into the first team? Um, and he said, "Well, you know, that's down to the manager. It was a fair answer, you know. That's down yeah, to the manager. Yeah. You know, I'll just have to keep playing and hope the manager sees me." Um, he said, "But I watched, I watched uh, Tillman. Um, I watched Tillman the other night. It's going to be hard getting in that team, yeah. you know." And I, which I thought was, a, it was I thought it was a, he thought quite a nice thing to say, um, you know. But he obviously sees him in training as well, and he, you know, it might not be a bad thing for the, the boy to realise, you know, what this isn't a gimme. Yeah, you might have, you might have looked good towards the end of last season. You might have been a player that all the support were looking at, thinking." Well, I'd love to see us do something with this lad. But that's not how it works at Rangers. You know, yeah. you're as good as your last game. I mean, Richard Goff used to say you're as good as your last pass. Um, <laughs> you know, and, it, and it, there's some truth in that. But, you know, yeah. you have all the potential in the world, you know, but when your chance comes, you better take it because you might not get a second chance. You know, it, chance. it's not how it is at Rangers. So, uh, absolutely, John. I will, I will. Anyway, I think that's probably about us, John. We'll, we'll wrap things up there. Before we finish up, I'll, I'll mention our final partners, which is Forest and uh, Precision Engineering. Uh, they're a subcontract, subcontract Glasgow-based engineering company. They've been a big commercial partner of Rangers for, for many, many years. Uh, they also have a, a, a stunning new hospitality area within the main stand. For information on how to book that, uh, you should contact Rangers at hospitality at rangers.co.uk uh, if you want to find out more about Forest uh, Precision Engineering visit their website at www.forestpreciseinc.com easy for me to say in a 40 degree heat there John right, so uh, as I said we'll, we'll wrap things up there uh, big thanks to John for his contribution as always uh, great stuff uh, we were live t- this afternoon I was going to say tonight we were live this afternoon but the pod will be available to download and stream on a variety of platforms from tomorrow including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, CastBox, Stitcher, Spotify, all the usual places. As I said, a big thanks to John. Uh, we'll have the show out on 
uh, Sunday night, obviously covering uh, tomorrow's game at Ibrox. I think Scott's hosting that. I can't remember who the guests are. Apologies. Very amateur mistake there for me. Uh, in, the mean, in the meantime, get yourself on to the Jersnet website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. I'm away to cool down because I'm absolutely roasting. I am literally melting here. Uh, and until the next time, bye for now.